Hello, friends, and welcome back to Boomerotica. Boomerotica. Look, this one's slightly better than last week. I know. I mean, only slightly. Just slightly. So we are moving way, way forward in time yeah. to 2011, mm-hmm. where we are reading a modern Harlequin romance novel by Susan Crosby, his temporary live-in wife. What? Look, the title ooh, alone ooh. sounds horrible. The Do you little, want to talk about the cover? No, no, no. The little pink circle, like the yeah. series that it's oh, in. Oh, it's in the Wives for Hire series. <laughs> but also the cover really made me mad. Yeah. It is um, a lady in an apron with her hair away from one shoulder and the man's behind her mm-hmm. kind of looking like he's going to bite her neck again. And they're in a kitchen and she's smiling with a dish towel in her hands. Yeah. And it looks like those... um. Like, somebody wanted a concept, so they, like, photoshopped some things together. It does look fake as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It does have a photoshopped sort of look to it. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit about Miss Susan Crosby. Very entertaining little bit. <laughs> um, so, when you look at her Harlequin bio, it says, Susan is a best-selling USA Today author of more than 35 romances and women's fiction novels for Harlequin. She's won some awards and shit. <laughs> um... And the bio in the front of the book is a little more detailed and personable. Uh Susan Crosby believes in the value of setting goals, but also in the magic of making wishes, which often do come true, as long as she works hard enough. Along along life's journey, she's done a lot of the unusual things. (laughs) Married, had children, attended college a little later than the average co-ed, and earned a BA in English. So unusual. (laughs) Oh, that's because I misread a lot of the usual things. That's because I can't read. Oh, I read it the same way. I read it as unusual. My bad. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, now she's in a full-time writing career. Susan enjoys writing about people who take a chance on love, sometimes against all odds. She loves warm, strong heroes and good-hearted, self-reliant heroines. Mm-hmm. And she will always believe in Happily Ever After. Mm-hmm. Which, I think from this book, I don't agree with what she says she believes in. I don't no. think the characters portrayed that. No. But most interesting is, more can be learned about her at www.susancrosby.com. Mm-hmm. You want to guess what happens when Alyssa goes to that website to learn more about Susan? Tell me. It's a fucking porn site. <laughs> it's all in Chinese or something. It's in an Asian language. Uh-huh. And it's just clips of butts and dicks and tits <laughs> with like little like mini thumbnails of these videos. Uh-huh. It's just fleshy bits of the body wiggling. <laughs> so someone has purchased Susan Crosby's website from her uh-huh. and made it filthy. Oh. And now I'm probably somebody, on a watch list. Somebody probably needs to tell Susan Crosby. <laughs> I probably... In mm-hmm. hindsight, should have went to that website on private browsing just mm-hmm. because I don't want my search history to think I like reading this dribble. Oh, yeah. But now, instead, my search history is like, do you want porn? Uh-huh. <laughs> porn? Which I do, but of only a specific kind. I don't want generic porn. Right. I want my porn. Yeah. I want the porn I'm looking for. Not surprise. <laughs> Not surprise. Susan Crosby website porn. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if anybody wants to go check out that website, uh, have fun. Anyway. Okay, so to our slightly better than last week book, his temporary live-in wife. Hit me. Marcy Monroe is a woman with her priorities straight, 
school and career first, then a husband and children. Mm -hmm. And to pay her tuition, she takes a job as a housekeeper for a professor and soon realizes that her new boss might prove to be a distraction from her goals. A very tempting distraction. Eric Sheridan is ready to start a family, as soon as he can find a suitable wife, that is. <laughs> and his sexy, if career-oriented employee is most certainly not the kind of woman he had in mind. How dare she? Still, keeping close quarters with independent Marcy soon wrecks Eric's ideas about what he wants for his future. And an unexpected night of passion has the professor wishing he could hire Marcy's services on a permanent basis as his missus. Fuck this book. Fuck, <laughs> fuck so much of this book. <laughs> oh. Look, I'm, Ashley picked this book. And I, f I found it in the dollar clearance section of half price books. All like, I can say is for a book you picked based on the shitty title, mm -hmm. it really does. It gives us content. Like, yeah. the stupid fucking horrible books at least give us things to be mad about. That's true. And mission accomplished with this one. Yeah. By golly. Jeez. <laughs> it's so, it's so rough. Like, there's still a lot of sexual coercion. Oh, yeah. Still a lot of very inappropriate behavior. Uh-huh. You know, I think in short, it's a, it's a Harlequin it, novel. Yep. Yeah. It, it definitely checks all the boxes. <laughs> all the Harlequin boxes. I think we need Christ. to We need to make some Harlequin boxes and like make a bingo sheet. We should make a Harlequin bingo. Yeah. And I, maybe we should, we'll have to think about this, but I wonder if there's a way we can get our listeners to play Harlequin bingo with <gasps> our next, with one of our episodes. Yeah. And we can give like a prize or maybe a signed book uh -huh. to whoever gets bingo, Harlequin bingo. Yeah. We'll think about that. Oh, that'd be fun. If you have ideas, let us know, because that could be fun. That would be fun. All right, start us off, because this goes off the rails, like, by page six, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Marcy has a, she's in school, and she has a job as a, she's not just a house cleaner, she's a house sitter. So. Sounds like a fantastic job, for the record. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she, most of the time, she says her clients are, like, wealthy people that have to travel for weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. So every, like, she'll live in a house for anywhere from, like, a few weeks to a few months. Right. And she'll take care of people's pets if they have them. Yep. And, like, basically, she can work a day job. Mm -hmm. And she just has to spend the night there. And, like, if something breaks or something goes wrong, right. she's there she to take care it of out. it. And she keeps it clean, keeps the dust like, at bay or what whatever. What a fucking genius. I would do that job. Yeah, because she only... She bartends, or she, a she's week. a waitress, like, two nights a week or two whatever. Two nights a week, and, and the rest of the time this. she's house-sitting, and then maybe, like, odd and end, like, cleaning jobs for the same yeah. company that hires out the house-sitting. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they have, like, contractors and stuff. Um, so she gets offered this job for this professor who is moving from New York to California. He's going to go work at UC Davis. I want. Yeah, mean something. I, it's it's a very prestigious university. It's in, oh. in the in the UC, like in the um, University of California school system, mm. and it's actually one of the top research graduate programs that I like. If I was going to stay in academia after finishing my PhD, ah. I really wanted to apply to. Got it. So I was really excited to see Davis in here. Got it. That meant nothing to me. I but... don't think I would have ever made it. I don't think I was good enough. But it's like, <laughs> it's so renowned. Davis uh -huh. is, is like world renowned in ah. my field. Got it. And I was like, oh my God, the guy works at Davis. <laughs> oh, he has one redeeming quality. Hooray. <laughs> Fangirling. <laughs> Fangirling over Davis, not the guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make that very clear. But he's a math, he's a professor of mathematics. Right. She calls him, 
this is a super minor gripe. Mm-hmm. But they are introducing this man as a professor of mathematics. Yeah. But then later they talk about him, like, coding and doing, like, computer coding and, like, computer science and the binary. And I'm like, most of the professors I know that are, like, true mathematicians right. aren't doing a lot of, like, they might do some, like, coding for, like, test their theories. But they're, like, doing stuff by hand. Oh, yeah. Right? Like... I think she kind of confused his job a Math little bit. with, like, computer sciences. Yeah. yeah that yeah. makes sense. I think she confused them a little bit. Uh, so it's it's kind of a strange job because he bought this house. He bought a foreclosed house, right? Like, right. it was a fucking shithole. So the house that she is, like, house-sitting for a week, a week and a was half. It, yeah, it was it's, less than two weeks. It was yeah, short. It was short. Because uh, it's only, like, a five-day drive, but I think she got in there before he was leaving New York yeah. or something. And so he tasked her with, like, getting it ready to be livable, and, like, he had a um, decorator that was going to come in, yeah. he had handymen that Appliances were going to Appliances being delivered, all this shit. Yeah, yeah, so he just needed somebody there to, like... Because it was literally, like, a gutted house that he purchased. Yeah. yeah. And she doesn't know how bad it's going to be until she gets there. Oh my god, it was terrible. <laughs> and it's, like... The back kitchen window is, like, smashed and, um... Like, layers of dust and leaves had blown in. Yeah. And, like, the house was fucking filthy. Uh-huh. It had nothing in it. And so they get the window situation figured. She calls him, and yeah. he's like, call me with anything you need. It's totally yeah. cool. Pay pay whatever price it takes to esp- expedite, like, fixing the window so you feel comfortable oh, staying there. This man throws money at everything. Which also... I was very confused by because mm-hmm. he's a professor. Like they make okay money. Like right. and granted that he now has a California New York and California pay a little bit more because cost of living. Sure. But like still hundred to a hundred twenty thousand a year for a full tenured professor at a university. Sure. And the fact that this man is throwing money around be like, expedite that. Tell yeah. him tell him to pay whatever it, whatever, it, whatever costs. It takes. I want that window fixed. Yeah. I want this delivered the next day. Right. All of this shit. I'm like Dude, how how much money are you making? Yeah. (laughs) Um, He also uh, sprang for a cot and a sleeping bag for her. Yeah, fucking Mr. Moneybag, spare no expense to fix my house, and then here's your fucking camping gear. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And then he also had a pause when she gets to the house, and she's like, I can't really stay here because it's not safe. And he's like, are you sure you can't? I paid for you to stay at my house. You have this fancy cotton sleeping bag. What What's wrong? <laughs> uh, she also is um, really impressed by this one and a half story house. Okay. What is a half story? I didn't under, like, I couldn't visualize what this house would look like to have. So a ground floor. Uh-huh. So you know the houses that have like the two rooms in the attic? So like if you walked up the stairs, there yeah. would just be, there would just be like two rooms off to the side. So outside of the house, it looks like just a one story and a roof. Okay. But inside the attic is like a livable space. Oh. That's one and a half stories because it's not. But then, okay, but then that doesn't match with how the author described the book. No. Because she said there were three bedrooms because whenever they right. go upstairs, uh, whenever people go to bed, all three of the main characters who we'll mm-hmm. get to mm-hmm. go upstairs to go to bed. So right. how do we get three bedrooms in a half story? Somebody didn't do their real estate homework? I have no idea. Okay. It's just... Whatever. I just never heard of a half story. I was very confused. Yeah. It, so from the outside, it doesn't look like there's more than one story. Okay. But, Weird. Um, 
they they also make a joke of um, her company is sometimes called Wives for Hire. Mm-hmm. There it is. And just like gross. Yeah. Just absolutely disgusting. Gross. Um, so she's trying to figure out the situation and she's outside and this kid pulls up on a bicycle and he's like, hey, can I do any work for you? Like, you just moved in. Can I like cut your grass or yeah. do some things? This was so weird. Right think, off the bat. I don't think that's weird. When no, we, not the kid coming up. The way she handles it. Oh, oh okay. I was going to say, because when we first moved in, in the neighborhood, kids very quickly were like, do you want us to mow your lawn? And we're right. like, no, we got it. No, but, that's totally fine. Okay. I'm very, I'm very pro-enterprising kids. That's, that's yeah. the thing. But she says, I don't have the authority to hire anyone. Oh. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am, you do. You, you do. It's and, 20 bucks of cash to a neighborhood kid. Right. You have that authority. Um, but she also gives him 20 bucks and tells him to come back when the... Oh, yeah! I forgot about that! When the owner finally gets there. And I was like, why did you give him money? Why just for... give him money? Yeah. Because I can't imagine somebody coming up and be like, can I do work for you? Like, no, but here's some money anyway. <laughs> if that's the way it works, I'm going to go ask everybody. <laughs> Maybe you'll make a lot of money that yeah, way. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> This is another one where it's just like shit happens, but it's 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 so about. piddly and stupid shit. Yeah. So then you kind of switch to his. It it is so much in his perspective, which I wasn't used to. I wasn't used to it, but I also liked that the the author seemed to do an okay job of like not mixing up what both of them knew. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like I phrased that really poorly. No, I understand. But like when we were in the woman's perspective. She didn't, she wasn't, um, none of the characters were omniscient, right. which I think was really clear in the writing. And yeah. I liked that mm-hmm. because so many of these Harlequin books, they just slam the reader with information and then the characters know it all too. Right. It's like there's a narrator on everybody's life. Yes. And it's just like this voice comes out of nowhere. It's like, this part, Radish knows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, also, I'd be terrified if someone tried to narrate my life. Oh, God. My internal monologue's quite enough. I don't need more. <laughs> we don't need an external monologue, too. <laughs> That'd be fucking awful. <laughs> but yes, I liked that they had perspectives of both the characters, both the main characters, mm-hmm. and that they were not omniscient. So that was really nice. Um, and that we got to switch back and forth pretty regularly, too. And smoothly. Yes. I knew when we were switching. <laughs> yeah, that there was we go. Nice. That, that was nice. That uh, was key. So he starts talking in his drive from New York to California about and this is where I got real big confused. Okay. Go so on. in the beginning, I thought he was leaving New York because his longtime girlfriend had passed away. Same because um the name of that character Jamie. that he was sad about, Jamie, uh-huh. spelled J A M I E. Right. Which is a neutral sort of unisex name. Correct. But the way that it was written that he cared about this character. Made that he had, he had like, prized well, pictures. Yeah, and, it's felt a lot like romantic heartbreak. Yes. Not just best friend heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that... I was with you. Because at the end... We'll just go ahead, because... No one's going to read this read book, this shit. right? Yeah, don't um, read... Spoilers. I mean, if you plan to read the spoilers, but... Yeah. So, you find out in the last, like... 20 pages like everything else again the wrap-up yeah the reason he leaves is because he signed up for the big brother little brother program yeah and the his little brother mm-hmm. i guess died no didn't even die oh no they took him away from they him got a, that's what it was the the little the kid's mom married another guy and because the little kid jamie was so close to what's his fucking name eric, eric um 
that the little kid wasn't bonding with the new stepdad, so the Big Brother program unenrolled the kid yeah, to force it. the kid to try to bond with his stepdad. Right. I don't, that seems wrong. You already have a healthy relationship with adults, right. with an adult, and you're going to rip that relationship apart? Yeah. I don't know. That yeah. that seems really fucked. There seems like so many healthy ways to make that like transition. Maybe bring the stepdad to the also, We have a dude's night. Yeah, dude's night. Dude's night. But also the beginning I was so sure that he had a girlfriend that passed away. Yeah. But then we kind of find out that it's this big brother, little brother program. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh shit, the kid died. Mm-hmm. And then you get all the way to the end and we get yes. the stepdad reveal and I was like, Oh, so the kid's not even dead. So he's just being a big he, old whiny baby. He uprooted his entire life, life because he couldn't hang out with this, like, 14-year-old anymore. Yeah, which sounds creepy as fuck when you summarize it like that. Yeah, you're welcome. Wow. Uh-huh. That didn't register till just now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he moves across the country. Yep. Because his little buddy can't hang out with him anymore. I mean, I guess there's also the bonus that some of his family lives where he's just his sister to. i don't think the brothers live there but they were close enough to like get all right there that's quickly. fair yeah they can like vacate vacate vacation <laughs> they <together>. vacate <laughs> they should vacate but anyway so at the beginning we are led to believe he's making a cross-country move due to a deep deep heartbreak because he says he has to find a way to make quicker th- quicker work of the grief stages yeah <laughs> i must push myself through the stages of grief yeah i can't linger Heaven forbid you process trauma. How dare you process trauma? But also, it's just because you can't see it. Oh, that that whole... Yeah. When I got to the end of the book, I was like, you fucking kidding me. I got to the end and I was like, why is this... Why? Look, mm-hmm. I understand that that's sad. Sure. But like, but not on, man. death sad. It is... Yeah. It's a slight, He not... was a little, like, overdramatic. Oh, big time. A little. So he says... In his internal monologue. Uh Uh-huh. He's looking for a wife who was calm and soothing, but stable and competent. Don't forget maternal. And willing to put her career on hold. I mean, the man knows what he wants. I mean, he wants something very specific. There, I know men that want that and women that want that. Sure. And it's not what I would want. But if that's what you genuinely want... Who am I to stand in the way of your dreams? Yeah, I'm not going to yuck your Where I have a problem Mm -hmm. is when one person is forced to change their life goals to be subsumed by the other person. Correct. There we go. There's the problem. That's it. That's the whole book right there. Do you guys want to take a guess what happens at the end of this book? (laughs) Because if you guess that one person's goals are subsumed by the others, you guessed right. Mm -hmm. Which is why I'm pissed. Bingo! (sighs) (laughs) Uh, he also, so they call, like, she calls him a lot to try to figure out, like, yeah, what she's to do about to, the window. Am like, I, it totally makes do sense. Do you authorize this extra purchase to expedite this, right? Because yeah. I appreciate that she was like, I'm not going to do this willy-nilly. Right. So they talked on the phone a lot yeah. on his, like, five-day drive across the country. He also said he could chat her ear off because he's paid her for her time. <laughs> yeah! I loved that! Like, never mind that she's trying I to mean, get shit done, but... I love loved air quotes i love hated it but like yeah just like the fact that on what are we page 10 and he already feels completely entitled to her 17 oh okay yeah did we skip the part where he was like i'm a chauvinist did we get there no that's That's coming right next okay so (laughs) sorry we can cut that uh he says they're just kind of he keeps her on the phone so long they start like chit-chatting and she's like so what prompted the move to california and he's like i want to get married (laughs) And she's like, okay, uh, I might 
knows some women. Like, because she's thinking he's, like, a 60-year-old, like, math geezer, too. Yeah. So she's trying to, like, run through a list of, like, eligible. But also, man, talk about above and beyond on Mm -hmm. this house-sitting job. Also getting the man a date in Mm -hmm. the new city. Like, damn, she deserves a hell of a tip. Yeah. After this. For sure. Not his tip. Hey. You're welcome. (laughs) Giggity. Um, And then she's... She's like, oh, so you, you come in here? And he's like, yeah, I'm coming there for the women because I want to get married or whatever. And it's like, Because of course just, he can't talk about the trauma of losing his little buddy. Or maybe just, I'm looking to change my life or I'm looking for something <laughs> new. We can't, it's just, I want to get married for women. And he thinks he's being like playful with her. Yeah. But honestly, if I'd heard that on the phone, I'd been like, what, really? I'm going to stop calling you, my friend. Yeah. God We're going to text and you're just going to hit yes or no for approvals. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, also, she finds out when she goes to bed that evening that there is not a single curtain in a window. Yeah. That's, um... And he weak. tells her to just suck it up. Yes, he does! <laughs> like, yeah, I have to, he totally does. I have to change at some point. There's not a there's not a shower curtain. No. There's not a... No, none of, no blinds. No but, nothing. But I would like it known, like, she could have... Since she walked in and did a look early that first morning, you think she would have been like, shit, if I have to stay here, I'll fix the window and get, like, a cheapo curtain to cover my bedroom, right? Or something. pin a sheet up on the wall or something. Yeah. Right? There's a fix for that. Yeah. Um, she also mentions taking a shower the next morning, and all I could imagine was just, like, all the water she had to clean (laughs) up. Because it's just everywhere at this point. <laughs> Look, the whole house needs cleaned anyway. What's a little water on the floor? Yeah. Maybe it'll help. <laughs> yeah. Just take your shower and then immediately throw some soap on and start scrubbing. <laughs> I mean, I clean the shower while I'm in the shower. So That's that what I sense. do, too! Hey! <laughs> it's efficient. Well, because there's no way for me to clean it without being in it. Because it's right. like that tiny... Oh. So if I, oh, leave the, if I leave the door open, there's water everywhere. Yep. It's one of those stand-up ones with a slidey glass door. Mm-hmm. So I can't clean it without water getting everywhere. So I just shut the door with me in it and scrub it. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. I have a scrub daddy in the corner of the shower and just, like... Oh, so actually, like, just when you're in the shower and you think about it, you're like, let me just do this spot or yeah. something. Oh, that's a, I should do that. That's a good idea. Uh-huh. It'll be easier to maintain. That was a TikTok thing i found it was oh. somebody was like just clean your shower while you're in it i was like fuck yeah brilliant. well i'm just standing under the water having an existential crisis let me scrub this spot <laughs> get me out of my thoughts it'll be fine <laughs> she gets up the next morning and like the trash is out yeah the trash because she had drywall put in or something oh yeah, yeah. Right? somebody came down and like tore and out so like the place the drywall was all cleaned up the the bins were on the curb mm-hmm. Um, the dishes, the little bit of dishes that she had generated were all done and in the drying rack. But, like, half her food was missing. And a bunch of her food was gone. Because Eric had sent her a list of things he expected to be in the pantry upon his arrival. Yes. And yes. so she had already stocked that, but also got herself some things. And, like, half of that was gone. Yeah. Or something. Yep. Someone raided their shit. Um, she, she was just like, oh, that's weird. And moved on! <laughs> and she like, fucking nothing. moved on! <laughs> I would have been a little more unnerved. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Uh, no sense of self-preservation. None. This, None. Zero. This is when she meets Annie, the neighbor, right? Uh, when she's looking at the trash. Yes, because Annie's taking her Herbies out. Yeah. With the kid on her hip. Right. Yeah. So Annie is like this 
widow you find out widowed next door neighbor who has like i have a, problems with annie oh i know we have big problems with annie <laughs> annie's an issue annie's a big issue annie's a problem so she's annie is not okay she's widow okay so we'll start with would just we find out the beginning okay she's just a very friendly neighbor who was really excited to find out who was finally moving right. in. She's widowed. She has a toddler, a little two-year-old or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. And um, Lucy. Lucy's the kid's name. I didn't write it down. Good job. Thank you. Uh, you know that if you didn't write it down, I could be wildly wrong. But I'm I mean, pretty sure it's Lucy. The last kid had two names, so who cares? <laughs> Fair enough. And it was just, hey, I'm really excited to meet my new neighbor. And like she was like, hey, when he gets here, you should come over and meet him because he's an eligible guy and you're widowed. Hey, hey. I'm already making connections. Look this at that. My boss wants a wife and I found someone right. who needs a husband. Hooray. <laughs> and then he finally shows up. Yeah, I think that's pretty much I think it. That's, yeah, he finally makes his There's long... a flurry of her getting the rest of the shit together. Right, but... it's just bullshit about cleaning Wait, so the house. so did we skip the chauvinist part? Was that on oh, the car ride? I totally... Yeah, that was... Wait, I don't remember when he, like, self-proclaimed himself as that. I can't when remember when it happened. When he's joking around with her about the, I'm moving there for the women. Oh, he said it to her? No, no, no. Oh! His, his internal monologue... Monologue. Monologue. Let me try that again. His internal monologue was, um... Oh, I'm just playing with her, and I totally realize I'm being a chauvinist, but I don't care. I want what I want. <laughs> When I read that, I insta-raged. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure I was that, like, what's that gif of the um, Disney cartoon where Hades gets, like, mad? <laughs> Hades, and boof! <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that was what my what I looked like. Just uh-huh. like, ah! Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Roar! Rage! Because <laughs> he, he just keeps that vibe through the whole damn thing. I mean, look, the description is correct. Doesn't make me hate it any less. I mean, he's aware of it, but, like... Look, admitting a problem is the first step to solving the problem. You have to want to solve the problem, though, and he is not interested. No, no, he's happy being a fucking chauvinist. Yeah. Like, he almost took pride in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like that attitude he maintained through the whole book. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh, yeah, big time. Rage. Also, as soon as he saw her, she was close to 30, he decided. Like, it's an insult. Like, he's big mad that she's almost, oh my god, she's almost he, he 30. He thought she was a youngin. Yeah. Turns out she's 28. What, what was he, like, 40? He's 39. Okay. She's 28, the he's other, 39. Was last week's book 39 too, or did I just make that up? I thought they were all... I think you're right. I think they were... I, I don't remember how, because I didn't write it down, but... um. Okay, but we have older men now. In yeah, books. it's... Older dudes, and then, middle 20s and then I women. Did, honestly, I appreciated that this lady... Mm-hmm. What was her name again? Marcy. Marcy. I appreciated that Marcy was not a youth. Right. I liked having... She had some life. Yeah, someone who had lived a little bit Mm -hmm. and, you know, seemed to have some experience and, like, knew what she wanted out of her life. I liked that. Mm -hmm. But she was basically decrepit to this man. Oh, yeah. What does that say about us in our mid-30s? Oh, God. Mid-30s? Honey, I'm closer to 40. I was giving you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I was rounding down for you. (laughs) I will be 37 soon. (laughs) (laughs) Then we can call that mid-30s. Oh, okay. Yeah. When is my late 30s? Is that 38, 39? I think that's 39. Okay. I'll call that late 30s. All right. I'll let let you know when I get there. (laughs) So he, oh, God. Is this when you find out the kid? 
Uh, Dylan. Well, because he rolls in late. Is Dylan in there when he rolls in? Because, right, he he does that math that we all do where he's like, mm, I could get a hotel or I'm only a few hours away. Could I push it and get there at, like, midnight, 1 a.m. and just yeah. sleep in my own bed? Yeah. Which was wild because his shit hadn't arrived, right? Or had it? I think his she had had his bed set up, but nothing else was there. Okay. So he does that thing where he's like, I just... I'm not going to get a hotel room. Right. I'm going to just fucking power, power through. through the last two hours. And he rolls up there late at night, but I can't remember if the kid was in there. That's, yes, that's it. Is that what it was? Because he wakes her up and then they hear the scuffling. The noise. Yeah. Because the kid's trying, okay, so what happens is the kid that asked her if she needed any work yeah. has actually been the one staying in the house. He cleaned up all the drywall and yeah. He's been, whatnots. He's been sneaking in. They found out there was a window that, like, didn't, didn't close properly. It didn't have and a It didn't flash. look broken, but it didn't close. So right. he was able to sneak in every night. Yeah. Like, she was there. Uh-huh. Fucking creepy as shit. Oh, my God. Creepy. I could, also, I don't know if it's just because I'm really hypervigilant or because I am stupid enough to believe that I wouldn't notice but like <laughs> that ADHD, you'd be like, "Did I move that? Was right. that was that like that? That wasn't like that." But also like, <laughs> when there's weird noises in the house, I'm very aware of it. So did this kid just like <laughs> hunker down in a corner and not move until okay he snuck out? You're the opposite of me because I hear weird noises and I'm like, "Oh, it's probably the fucking cats." <laughs> Go back to sleep. <laughs> that must be fucking nice. Well, because they make. Cats are fucking weird and they're into shit all night long. So if I hear a weird bang, I'm like, oh, those little fuckers got on the table again. All right, just go back to sleep. <laughs> so literally someone could come in my house and probably attempt a murdery and I would never know because I would just be like, oh, it's the cats. Okay, well, <laughs> now that I take Unisom to go to sleep, it's probably more likely because yeah. I don't wake up, period. Like, yeah. I'm, I think, I'm out, but. I, I, yeah, I if I was in. Maybe in her situation, I would be more hypervigilant. Yeah. Because it's not a place that she knows. It's not a place she's house house at before. She doesn't Mm -hmm. know the noises. Right. So in that case, I would probably be more vigilant. Mm -hmm. But like just, yeah, in my home, my everyday life, I would absolutely not notice. The bins get taken out and like your food's missing. That's a big That's a big cue. (laughs) But just noises at night by themselves. Yeah, that's fair. Not so creepy for me. That's true. But you're right. All together, mm-hmm. she should have known yeah. something was afoot. Probably. Uh, so Dylan tries to make his escape out the front door and fucking Eric just like tackles him. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and she's impressed by his manhood. I mean, he was, she realized how strong he was because he held Dylan against the wall. Oh. Like, I'm going to be honest, a scrawny little underfed homeless teenager can't be that hard to restrain. Right. How strong do you have to be? Right. Also, he's a math professor. Right. Is he hitting the gym every day? Actually, he might he be could hitting be. the gym every day. I do know professors that hit the gym. He's looking for a wife. He might be trying to, like, bulk up. So yes, he but also he's somebody. a chauvinist. He doesn't feel like he has to impress them. Oh, that's He just fair. wants them to, you know, like, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining some, like, gangly nerd hosier type. <laughs> See, the way the author described, I'm picturing very specific member of the faculty where i went to school who would show up to seminars and he would eat exactly two clementines and some celery and peanut butter and that was always his afternoon snack (laughs) but his arms were like fucking tree trunks because that man Uh. would spend like yeah okay clean was it so i'm picturing like overly buff faculty member okay i can switch i can switch that's fine i'll show you a picture of the guy oh can't wait (laughs) 
so they they sit down and they start a talking because of course clearly he has a soft spot for young boys i'm giggity yeah giggity i mean it's never like it's never really creepy but he i thought you were gonna go with it's never the ones you expect oh that too. that's where i thought your sentence was going maybe it should have it's never the ones you expect the math back the math faculty is certainly yeah yeah but he instantly he instantly goes into dad mode yeah because we find out he raised all his siblings after his parents passed tragically Mm, um so that's why he's got a fondness for kids and that's why he joined the big brother little brother program right but after that tragedy he now sees another youth in need of guidance Uh uh-huh and he knows better than everyone else on the planet about everything. Everybody else about everything. Fuck that man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as they're talking, they realize that, one, he's been traveling, so he's a bit hungry. And also, <laughs> Dylan looks like he could use food. Yeah. And he tells her to go make them a sandwich. <laughs> he literally is like, go make us sandwiches. <laughs> I was, this is my Hades moment. I was just like, nope. I am, no. (laughs) Boom. Done. All we needed was a bitch. Bitch, go make Uh me a sandwich. Yeah. (laughs) Like this woman that you haven't actually met. You've talked to on the phone for probably five to six hours. Yes, but from that, he knows her intimately from their phone conversations. He talks about that at one point, isn't he? Like, Yes, he does. I feel like from these phone conversations, we're so close. And I'm like, all right, sir. She's literally your employee. And also, um, he describes her as curvy with a small waist. She's a perfect hourglass. Yeah. And she's already made his house a home. Yeah. Because he paid her to. Yeah. Fuck this whole (laughs) fucking book. So you also find out that she has this house sitting gig. Right. And then she has a little bit of time between this one and the next one. Yeah. (laughs) This is the part I don't understand. She has nowhere to go. She's I mean, like, oh no, I'm gonna have to stay in a hotel. Why pay for an apartment if you never live in one? No, that's fair, but it was like a hotel is like the worst option ever. Oh, because she normally lives with her bestie, her best friend, and the best friend's kids. Right. But the parents were visiting. The best friend's parents were visiting. She thought she had her normal gig, so she right let people come. Yeah. But she also said she had two or three other people that she might have been able to stay with, but they all yeah. fell through. But also, like, spring for a cheap Motel Eight or whatever. Right. For like two nights. Yeah. It wasn't that long. No, it was it was literally two nights, I think. Yeah. A Friday and a Saturday. Oh, he also says at some point he usually is drawn to slender, athletic, quiet women. <laughs> he would hate us. Couldn't be me. <laughs> he would loathe us. <laughs> we are anything but quiet. <laughs> Just ask our men. <laughs> You answered this earlier, but oh yeah, Did while I? he's while he's throwing money at things, uh, I think it was his his washer and dryer needed to be expedited or yeah. something happened, and I was like, really? How much do professors make? <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Because I thought that was now I don't know how much they make at like the UC schools or NYT schools, but sure, it can't be that NYT. Much more. That's New York Times NYC school. <laughs> Because, again, they tend to adjust your salary for, you know, living mm-hmm. expenses. And California and New York are the most expensive. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, hundred grand ish And that's full tenured. If they're not tenured, maybe 70000 Oh, shit. And they don't specify what he is. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they don't pay great for the amount of hours you spend working. Of course. So he's really jazzed about hiring a wife. That I remember he made some point about that. 
he was just like, yeah, she's basically a wife. She cooks, she cleans. But then he like, but then didn't he, he was planning to like have her leave and do a bunch of shit in the house by himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't even hire her long term. Right. So I don't know why he was so jazzed about having like this hired in wife. Because man, I don't know. Because self-proclaimed chauvinist. Right. Because he had only contracted her just until he got there. And then he was going to do everything else himself. I think, yeah. But then maybe yeah. once he got there and realized... Oh, it was worse than he expected it to be because the realtor didn't right. tell him how shit the house was. Well, and then he got there and he realized she had made the house a home. Mm. Because when she um, set his bed up for him, she had turned the sheets down and put a little mint on his pillow. Oh, how Just disgusting. like a fucking hotel. Look, Look she's, she's good at housekeeping. <laughs> Is that not what wives are supposed to be good at, Ashley? Oh. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it's fine. I suck at it. <laughs> I do my best. I am he does of... not get a mint on his fucking pillow, No, though. my my man don't get no mint either. Mm-mm. No. Uh, You're lucky I do the dishes for you because I'm not very good at cleaning. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, his sister shows up the next day to come say hello. And comes with the interior designer. Yes. Because yes. they're friends. And they brought, like, some furniture and shit or something. Yeah, they brought yeah. some extra things. And you find out that his sister actually hired her husband. His sister was a witch, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the sister. What? I don't understand. Was this, like, a husband for hire? Do you think this ties into another book in a different series? Ooh, Husbands for hire? Maybe. Uh, I would read the husband for hire. She hired him to go to a party with her or something? and they. Yeah, I was like, here... I'm going to buy a date. Yeah. It was a gigolo. <laughs> um, man whore? Man whore. I'm sorry. I think they preferred to be called man horses. That's what I called them. That's what I certainly called them. But yeah, like, so it was just a, like a running joke of like, they were kind of poking at him like, oh, you hired your wife. <laughs> and then like, right, they had this like date for hire or whatever. And then they actually started dating and they were married like, what, three months later or mm-hmm. something so fast. And he's a doctor. But like, and I'm like, why is a doctor being a man whore as well? Thank you. You make enough money. Why do you need to? Right. I don't know. I don't either. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. There's so many unanswered questions. And then it's just a bunch of move-in crap. Um, he decides to help out Dylan. Oh, yeah. I forgot about fucking Dylan. Because he took off, right? He escaped. Yeah. Right that night. But then the cops bring him back the next morning. Right. Uh, because... Annie, the next door neighbor, had called the cops because she saw somebody breaking, breaking in. Breaking in. Yep. Um, and so he decides to not press charges or anything. And he tells him, if you stay here, you have to, like, help me around the house. Yeah. And we'll get your... I'll give you a place to stay mm-hmm. and you earn a little bit of money for all the work you do. Right. And that'll be our deal. Yeah. And he tries to bolt. Because that would freak me out, too, to be honest. And then he comes back. He we, steals the cookies. How you say the best part about the second bolting is he runs away with a fucking like three dozen box of cookies <laughs> on his bike. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Her sister was a witch, bro. Uh, yeah. So he he comes back and he's like, "Oops, sorry, I ate all the cookies already, but I'm back and I want to do this." For realsies. But also, I mostly came back because I'm out of cookies. Right. <laughs> she makes some great cookies. It brought the wayward teenager back. The number of times that this lady made snackies at the teenager housed, like, she's got to be good at cooking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Or it's just a teenager and needs to house everything. He's a starved homeless teenager, probably right. also fair. Yeah. He's also 18, which in my head he was a little bit younger than that, but that's fine. Yeah, he acted a little bit younger, but, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. who knows? Who am I to judge? And then at some point, Dylan's gone and Eric and Marcy are having a conversation talking about, do you believe in love at first sight or lust at first sight? Look, I gave this book mad props. This is the first Harlequin book to actually acknowledge lust versus love Uh as a context. Right. Uh, But I think lust at first sight is a bit redundant because Mm, lust happens instantly. It's lust. So it's it's, it's like saying the, the ATM machine. (laughs) <laughs> all right fair it's like yeah. you, you could just say is it lust or love at first sight those are is it is it atm or is it lust right like, right yeah. yeah all right that's fair but also i was just honestly very happy it was a discussion that was being had mm-hmm. because most harlequin books are like oh i really enjoyed kissing you i guess i love you oh yeah no you just want a bang and that's right. totally acceptable yeah get that's it out fine. of your system and then figure out if you actually like each other which honestly in this multiple times in this book the lady was like well no the lady's friend with the two kids yes. was like you should just bang him and then like just go your separate ways and i was like yes I her. friend yes I her. that's a good friend <laughs> she's like you just got to get it out of your system and then you'll be fine look the number of people i dated I can't believe I'm going to say this on the podcast. Mm. The, number, the number of people I dated mm-hmm. that then when we eventually like banged, I was like, well, that was nice, but I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Like, right? Like yeah. sometimes you just got to get it out of your system and then you mm-hmm. realize you don't actually like the person. You just wanted to sleep with them. Yeah. And I fair. think that's a really important distinction. And I think you should do that because it's healthy. Don't yeah. get into a long-term horrible relationship and then realize... Oh, we should have just banged and got this out And this is why I'm a big fan of you should absolutely drive the car before you purchase it from the lot. Correct. Do not wait until you get married. No. Don't. No. Don't save yourself. Don't save yourself. Also, because the first time is never any good, and you don't want that. Oh, yeah. For your marriage night. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Oh, God. (laughs) Could you imagine? It's so... The first time is so bad. Thinking that's as good as it's going to get? Yeah, exactly. Ah, No. That's not... That's not good. Don't Mm -mm. say... Don't wait, kids. No. Be responsible. Yes. Use protection, mm-hmm. but also don't wait. Right. I say kids. Bang early don't, and often. Don't, don't be a young teenager, though. I'm not advocating 13-year-olds bang either. No. There's there's a line. There's a line. We're talking as I adults. feel like I'm doing a very bad job of putting this opinion out in the world. God we did damn. our best. Um, he gets real jazzed up about her toes being bare at some point. That was... <laughs> it's kind of foot thing. Uh-huh. Which... Fair. Fine. Fine, you do you. But it was very unusual that, like, in these Harlequin books, that something so normal is described on a woman. Yeah. But he was like... Kinks ex- don't normally enter this realm. He was very excited to see her nail polish on her toesies. Yeah. And I was like, all right, all right. is it going to be this kind of book? Let's sadly, get a foot thing going. Sadly, it was not that kind of book. Spoiler. <laughs> but there was a brief moment of hope. And then they have a really gross first kiss. Oh my god, he's aggressive about it. Of course. He's so, he like backs her up in a corner in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Once again. Uh-huh. Fucking men in Harlequin books. Like, I don't mind some force, but also like, I have rolling consent. <laughs> I did, yes. Well, you, right. You're this in a different a su- spot in your relationship. Right. I don't mind the surprise, but if it was some random ass stranger. Whose house you've been living in alone. Right. Yes. You're getting decked. 
But also, can we talk about the fact that this fucker's thought process was like, we've talked on the phone so much, we know each other so well, so I'm just going to kiss her. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You're still a stranger danger. Right. Still. Yeah. And she described how fucking scary you were pinning a kid against the wall, so Ooh. you're clearly, like, bigger than her. Oh, yeah. And physically threatening. Uh-huh. Good job. <clears throat> the next day yeah. is when Annie... Invites Eric over for a little get-to-know-you neighbor cookout. <laughs> Welcome and, to the neighborhood. And very clearly, clumsily, but clearly, clearly, only invites him. <laughs> Not the scrawny little teenager. Right. Or the live-in housewife. Right. She is big serious about just you. Yeah. And he decides to go. Like, it's the oddest request. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go. What do you want me to bring? Like, yeah. What? Weird. Very weird. Like, you met the, the weird neighbor lady for three seconds. You've already kissed the live-in lady. Which one do you want to hang out with more? Right. But you're going to go neighborly hangout? Okay. Well, I think the appeal is the neighbor lady has the kid, and we've talked, this man desperately wants a family and kids to dote on. He wants to be a dad. Big right. time. Big time. Big time. Uh, also, we can address the point, I think, at this point. That- yeah. The thing that got you all twisted about Annie and her financial situation. Oh, is it now? I, can we can we be mad we can, about this now? We can go ahead and be mad about this because at one point this fucking book mentions that oh because Annie's a widower she doesn't want to work until her kid goes to school so she can spend time with her kid. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Respect that decision. Mm-hmm. I do agree. It's really important for kids to spend time with their parents when they're real little. Mm-hmm. How the fuck? Is this woman affording everything for, the, say, the first four to five years of this kid's life before it goes to kindergarten? Right. All by herself with no income. Uh-huh. She either got, what'd you say? She either had a really good life insurance. Yes. Or she's from a wealthy family. Or she's hooking. <laughs> or she's hooking. Annie seems too, too pure to hook. No. No, because remember at some point, like, she has the baby monitor on her hip and she's just ignoring it so she can hang out with Eric. And Dylan, like, gets really, like, annoyed yeah, by that Yeah, Dylan didn't like fact. that. I mean, fair Dylan. I liked Dylan. Dylan was fine. Yeah, was, I liked Dylan. He was He was cool. a little wayward, but he was fine. That's probably why we liked him. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yeah, she just leaves the kid over there so she can get Eric's attention. Yeah. So, All right. I guess some, I could see. That's some hoe behavior. Some <laughs> Look, ladies got bills to pay. Diapers ain't cheap. Right. I don't but, like, falter. It just was really wild to me that she makes this sweeping statement about, like, I am not working until my kid goes to school. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we don't actually know how long she's been, well, I was going to say we don't know how long she's been widowed, but it's at least. A year or something. At least a year and a half-ish, mm-hmm. it or less, mm-hmm. because she clearly got knocked up before he died. I hope so. Um, oh, that would be extra scandal. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I mean, if she's hooking, maybe it's not his. Mm-hmm. But that infuriated me. I'm like, this is clearly a nice neighborhood. When they describe the houses oh, and, yeah. like, the neighborhood, like, it's an upper scale, upper scale, upper. Upscale. Thank you. <laughs> Just take the upper. Uh, the upscale community. How is she affording that on literally nothing? Right. Literally nothing. Mm-hmm. And you know she's not collecting unemployment because you have to show that you're seeking employment to continue collecting unemployment. Oh, that's true. So she's clearly not mooching off the government. Yeah. Which... I mean, she should. If that's your goal, mooch the hell off the government. I don't care. But maybe she doesn't want to actually look for a job, right? Right. Which you have to do. That's fair. Because she's probably very hireable. Her situation pissed me off so much. 
And also, she was just so fucking vapid. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not against being vapid in general, but like, she was just bad at it. She was, <laughs> yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure life is really hard as a single mom, mm-hmm. and then you a really attractive, hot man moves in next door. Sure, I can totally see why she was instantly over there trying to stake a claim. Yeah, I don't blame her one little bit. Not even a little. But. Boy, howdy, she doesn't seem like a good mom if she's leaving her kid alone for hours to go flirt with the neighbor. Right, and also <laughs> some finesse, Annie. Finesse. There's no time for finesse. He's a hot we piece gotta of... We gotta lock this down he's now! A piece of meat! <laughs> also, maybe her, finance are running, her finances are running low and she's, there's just no time to... build a pay. <laughs> she needs a husband now. Quickly. So he comes back from that, and then they have a little... She's annoyed that he went. Oh, Marcy, yeah. Sorry. Marcy's annoyed. And then they have another little push-up against the wall and whatever, and there's some fondling, and then she's like, no. This was the first Harlequin book that actually described nipple play. Was oh. this the nipple play scene? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm super impressed. Most yeah. progressive, most sexually progressive harlequin novel yeah because usually it's just like kiss and fade to black right we got some nipple fingering yeah like a little bit of tweaking uh-huh. description of the bra being unsnapped oh yeah That's like true. this was far more description than we've gotten in any harlequin book right yet which is very good pales in comparison to most to actual... what we've read in our personal time right but still i was very surprised to read when it was talking about him, like, running his thumb in circles over her nipple. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is actually decent. Uh-huh. Okay. Where's this going? And then, and then it, it got, got killed because she doesn't know any word other than rear for a butt. <laughs> okay. Would you like to rant now? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, would I? Oh, boy, <laughs> would I? <laughs> okay. Every single sexual encounter, she has... She has different words for different kinds of kisses. She has different words for breasts, boobs, nipples, nipples, we call different things. All the things. She has a thesaurus of things. The kissing is described well. Yeah. But as soon as it gets to, he cupped her rear. <laughs> and that's the only thing that she can use is yeah. her rear. It's And it really takes you out of it because, like, we're dirty talking about, like, her tits. And we're right. like, oh, I'm like, I pinched the nipple. Mm-hmm. And then I cupped her rear. And I'm like, no, you cupped her ass. <laughs> Make it match the tone. Exactly. It's missing in the tone. Rear, rear. There are so Always many rear. more words for butts. You don't even have to use ass. Like, Oh, see, I'm a big fan of ass. I am, too. Less like bottom. But oh, that's, I don't like now. That's kind of more. But use different ones like we don't yeah. have to use the same fucking word all the time and she just uses rear and it's it was always, awful and and every it was the equivalent of nub every time i was yes. like oh the scene's getting good and then he would move his hands he would talk about like he slid his hands down her waist following her curve stopping uh-huh. to like tease her hips and yep. then he cupped her rear and i was like no damn it <laughs> you killed it stop rear <laughs> All right, well, now we've each had a rant. Good. Uh, anyway. The other thing I I hated, loved about, I didn't love it, but didn't hate. Um, <laughs> didn't hate? That's like our bar now. Cognitive dissonance <laughs> I on didn't this. hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, she is like, hey, this is too far, too fast. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And then internally, he's real big mad about respecting her. But he her at no. least he, stopped. He does stop. He physically stopped, even though emotionally he was pissed. Right. But he did stop. And he kept it inside. 
And it's and okay. But I, I didn't need to know that he was mad about it. Also, big props that she didn't say no, per se. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, he asked, like, do you want to continue? Or mm-hmm. do you want to go upstairs or mm-hmm. something? And she goes, I don't know. And he stopped and was like, well, I guess that's all we're going to do. That's the breaks. And I think... And I think he said, well, that's all we're going to do, trying to, like, be sarcastic and pressure her. Yeah. But she just went, okay, closed her bra back up and went upstairs. Yeah. And so at least he stopped because the moment that it's, like, right, not a hell yes, it's a no. Yeah. I liked that. I do. But again, I was with you. The pouting just kind of took the He was a little pouty baby about it. Yeah. And look, it's fine if you're going to be a pouty baby, but I don't want to know. Right. I don't need to know that. Mm -hmm. I think she's already... He's already asked her to stay until her next. Yeah, and I think she visit. kind of wasn't sure. Again, these are ridiculous, and I just opened the page to a random page and saw rear. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember when they were trying to compliment each other? So, oh yes, yeah. the I verbal had... foreplay. The verbal foreplay. <laughs> And so, like, it was late at night, and I think he had come home from the party, and they had kind of made out a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, Right? And, um, what does he say to her? Uh, oh, yeah. And so he says to her, one of the things I like about you is your directness. Mm-hmm. Um, and she responds, one of the things? And he says, fishing for compliments? You said one. You said there one. I'm curious to know the others. He steepled his fingers in front of his face. You work hard. You don't need to be supervised. (laughs) She huffed out a breath. High praise indeed. So, do I get a raise, boss? He laughed. Okay, okay. You are enthusiastic and caring and nurturing. Is that better? Ooh, nurturing again. Again with the fucking nurturing. Mm -hmm. Much. Would you like to know what I like about you? Mm. He seemed to consider it. Narrow it down to one. I like the number one. Yes, it comes in handy when working with the binary, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, sorry. Math. Yeah, the math. We can skip that. Yeah. Um, there are lots of things, but if I have to choose just one, I'll say your sex appeal. <laughs> I would have said that myself about you. The thought did cross my mind, but I'm sensitive to being charged with harassment. <laughs> If not for the twinkle in his eyes, she might have taken him seriously. No, I think he is sensitive no. to being charged with harassment. He is, Because for sure. he's a dick. A chauvinistic dick. Fucking, I'm sensitive to being charged with harassment? You should be. Uh-huh. You fucking... He screams harassment. Should be. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is completely small and you can take this out because it's stupid as fuck. Okay. <laughs> I was so mad. Another beautiful sex scene where, like... He talks about his fingers with the nipples. Like, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, I just I love a good little like nipple foreplay. Uh-huh. And then the author writes, she was wearing a tank top made of a touchably light and soft <laughs> fabric so that he could feel every bone as he trailed his fingers down her spine. I don't know about you, but I wear burlap to bed every night because I don't <laughs> want a touchable fabric touching me while I sleep. Doesn't every woman sleep in a touchable, soft fabric? Right. What else Do you want to I... sleep in something uncomfortable? Gonna... I know. I want to sleep in something itchy and horrible. And like, again, burlap. I yeah. think we should sleep in burlap. What the fuck? Potato I was, sacks. I was moving along at a decent clip. Yeah. And then I read that and I was like, what the fuck is this insane bullshit? Mm-hmm. Come on. It's terrible. Touchably soft fabric. 
It's her jammies. <laughs> They're going to be touching It's her jammies. And then at one point, this is, now I'm just randomly ranting. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I don't remember where it was. She leaves the house and she's wearing a dress. And he was like, oh, she was really dressed up. I hope she's not going to see another man. Mm. What is she wearing? I think it's called a sundress or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like. Dude, everyone knows what everyone knows what a sundress is. Even men, right. like, come. What is that? I think it's this. Please, please, please. no. It's a fucking sundress, please. and she only put it on because she didn't want to put on pants. Yeah, because she just doesn't want to have pants sticking to her in the California summer heat. Mm-hmm. Because the number of times this book mentioned it was over a hundred degrees. My God, the woman's wearing a dress because she her cooter needs a breeze. Mm-hmm. Jesus, exactly. Fuck. Sorry. Those are my random rants. Well, I have another one. Go on. As we continue forward. <laughs> yeah. So it's like one morning, I think it's after the, she said no, he went to bed, they went to bed separately yeah. or whatever, and he woke up, found her in the kitchen. She's already doing her wifely duties or whatever. Well, as a wife should. Exactly. Immediately go to the kitchen. And so they had this really intimate moment, but he comes in with... You shouldn't let Dylan use your friend's address to get his ID because she had already cleared it with her friend. We probably need to back up a bit. Dylan Dylan lost his ID because his shit got stolen. Exactly. Um, and so he's, he's like, well, I would, I would like to get a job, but no one will hire you without a license. Right. And so Marcy, Marcy tried to fix it. Because she doesn't have a personal address either, but mm-hmm. her friend, who she basically uses as her personal address, right. would also be the kids. Yeah. And what's-his-face didn't like that? Eric. Eric, Eric didn't like that. Big mad about it. Um, please don't let him... Oh, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, do the voices. Please don't let him use your friend's address for the DMV. Or anything else, for that matter. I mean it. When I said he's under my roof, he's my responsibility. I'll deal with it. I'll deal with him. How am I supposed to take back the offer? I'm sure he's counting on it. (laughs) I'll tell him myself. He'll probably be angry, but it'll be directed at me, not you. So this was the first conversation they had right after, like, they basically went to second base. Yeah. And he comes in with this energy. Yeah. He doesn't even be like, he doesn't greet her. Good morning. I missed you. It's so nice. You look glowing. Right. Not a pat pat on the rear. Nothing. (laughs) You got God damn it, nothing. Ashley. God damn it. You're welcome. So he stops after that, and she's already annoyed. And he's like, oh, good morning, in, like, a sexy tone. And she's like, morning. Like, I she's mean, already pissed. I would be pissed, too. And <laughs> there's another stretch of silence. Are you mad at me? He asked. Her internal thing. What was your first clue, Sherlock? <laughs> Yeah, I love that she was immediately rip shit with him. Like, uh-huh. power to you, girl. Yeah. Like, you have this cute, you have good verbal, well, good-ish verbal foreplay. Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, decent, you know. Yeah. I just, ugh. Yeah. They still haven't actually had sex at this point, right? No. Okay. Um, Very close. They have another interaction with Annie. I don't quite remember Annie what that was. Annie keeps popping over she all the time. She pops up all the time. Yeah, Dylan doesn't like her. This is the point around the time we find out Dylan doesn't like her. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dylan kind of like kept his mouth shut a little bit, but then he got close to Marcy. Yeah. And realized that like, oh, she would actually help him. Uh-huh. Then he started being like, I don't like Annie. <laughs> yeah. I like you better. Like Dylan yeah. was a little more forceful. Yeah. It was cute. I like Dylan. So it's her, t- her time's up. 
at his and she because he extends her stay right and then it's time for her to go to her now next oh, even the sit. extension is up right right okay um and that's when you know dylan's taken care of he's fine he's gonna stay there yeah and then she has a shift that night at the sports bar that she works at score score <laughs> you know the only reason i know that funny well no because she wears the shirt when his sister's there oh yeah and the sister as she walks out in her fucking low cut i'm assuming it's a hooters-esque situation yeah in her like hooters tank top with score written across the tits and the sister goes so how often do you and i was like "Eh i like the sister that's what i would have said yay (laughs) but that's the only reason i know because there was a funny sister quip so she has to go do a shift at the bar and then she's going to her next mm, house right. sit. And so he shows up at the bar. Yeah. And watches her the, the whole, whole last, shift. The whole last. The yeah. whole shift. Yeah. He just sits there and stares I mean, at her. He eats a whole bunch of nachos, apparently. but and has a beer, but uh, yeah. like. Tip tipped well. <laughs> well, he does tip her well. <laughs> hey. So he follows her back to this person's house that has like two little dogs he's an opera singer yes and they're cats yes and their names were fraser and niles no yes was that it yes i got real big excited or, about that. oh you're right no those were the no those were the dogs at the end of the book were fraser and niles okay go back what were the cats the cats were toby one was a human name and one was like a stupid cat name mm. <laughs> Either way, there's two cats and it's an opera singer's house. Yes. And I am picturing maximalism. Oh, it is. Right? They describe it as like like an Italian like wet dream and there's just like <laughs> shit everywhere. Yeah. I'm picturing like Baroque. Um, yes. What's the word for the stuff that goes around the ceiling? Crown molding. Yes. Like Baroque style crown molding in like a, gold. Yes. In gold. Obviously it's gold. And even her guest bed is like one of those big rolling like headboards with yes. like the, the big sweeping. And I pictured it as having like curtains Ooh. around like a four poster guest bed. Yep. Yeah. I pictured the most maximalist house that mm-hmm. you could ever dream of. So she takes him back there just to talk. <laughs> Air quotes. Just to talk. And the thing that annoyed the shit out of me is this is when they finally do it. And she's like, I want you inside of me. And he's like, he pauses for a second. And he's like, what about birth control? And she's like, no, it's fine. It's safe. Was what she tells him. It's safe. Now, I'm not above the I want you inside me. No. That's great. That was good. Good foreplay. Mm -hmm. And kudos to him for birth control, right? Yep. Like, everything's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. She she says it's safe. Was it safe, Ashley? We'll find out later. Dun, dun, dun! So I think he, he leaves that night because he doesn't want to be gone when Dylan wakes up because he doesn't want Dylan to catch on to Because he knew he was right. leaving to see her, so he doesn't right. want to, like, But also, Dylan's going to fucking know you never came home because the kid's used to living on hypervigilance right. and probably hears every creak that happens in that house. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, he leaves at, like, 4 in the morning to get home by 6. Yeah. So Dylan doesn't see him. And then... And then this is when we get to the part of the book where I'm too mad and I've checked out. Um, So, okay. So basically in order to like keep her hired more, he basically is like, okay, my siblings are coming to visit now that I'm all moved in and my sister lives nearby and we're going to do a double housewarming party. And I would like you 
to cater mm-hmm. and like organize and do all the ordering for my house party. His sister's was on Saturday and his was on Sunday. Oh, that's right. Right? Yeah. And he was like, I want you to be involved because you probably know everybody can get good deals. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he like temp hires her through the company to do this one extra shindig. Mm -hmm. So she has to come over regularly to plan it. And he just revamped his kitchen and he was like, what other things do I need for you to be able to cook this meal? So she's helping him like design and lay out his fucking kitchen. But there was something after they did it that made her mad at him. The block party. As she was planning the party, oh, this okay. is where Frasers and Nile, Fraser and Niles, the Got dogs it. come in. That's it. Yeah. So while planning that party that she was hired to do, she has to go to his house multiple times. Right. And one of those times, he's like, "Hey, come over at this time. That's when I'm free." <gasps> right. Yeah. Fucking entrapment. Uh huh. Fuck this guy. Yep. And she rolls in, and she's like, "Hey, there's a lot of like barricades and hubba baloo out in the road. What's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, I think the neighborhood's having some sort of party, whatnot, whatever." Mm-hmm. She goes in the house, and come to find out, um, they block off both <laughs> ends of the street for like five hours for a block party. Yeah, which means he essentially trapped her there. Right. What was supposed to be a thirty-minute meeting, she she's... now has to hang out for five hours. Yeah. And he makes her go to the fucking party with him. Mm-hmm. Well, he wants her and she denies. And mm-hmm. she ends up staying in the house to do homework because she's mm-hmm. taking night classes. Mm-hmm. But, like, he fucking traps her there. Yep. You can't Bullshit. tell me. He acts like he didn't know. But Annie told him all the things. Annie probably told him all the fucking details. Mm-hmm. And, like, he absolutely had to know. Yep. Um. Anyway, I'm not mad. I don't mm-hmm. know if you can tell. I'm not mad at all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, She has the dogs with her. Yeah, Fraser and Niles. Uh-huh. And Dylan and his best buddy Jason now from Down the Block basically yeah. dogs it, which is cool. Yeah, that was nice. I think it's important. We have yet to mention this, but I mentioned she did homework. Mm-hmm. Pretty much since she was house-sitting for him, she started classes. Like, a few days after she was house-sitting yeah. for him. Because she takes online courses trying to finish uh, an associate's mm-hmm. degree. And her plan is finish the associate's. And while she works on the associate, she's taking as many of these temp jobs as possible Mm -hmm. so then she can actually afford to finish a bachelor's, to transfer her degrees and finish a bachelor's. Right. Because she is of the mind that I need to have a career because I don't want to be like my good friend Lori, Mm -hmm. who has no career experience at all, and then your husband dies or divorces you. I think he left her, yeah. Did he leave her? He left her. Yeah. Um, but then you're like, you have no way to support your family because you just have no, like, not even a, not even a degree, but just like no job experience. Right. Right. And so her plan is do as many jobs and get the degrees Mm -hmm. as possible. Right. And he doesn't like that. He constantly is like, you don't need to do your homework. Uh Uh-huh. You don't need to do that. Shocking. Why are you getting a degree in this? He's a professor. He should know how important homework is. You would think. You would think. But also the number of times that he's like... Are you sure that's what you should get a degree in? You're really nurturing. You don't belong in business. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You can get a... De- I'm sorry. A yeah. business degree is very diverse. There's lots of avenues you can take with that. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a hard-ass boss. And also, nurturing people can still be hard-asses. I don't understand why he was like, you're so soft that you can't do this career that you've chosen for yourself. Uh-huh. You've lived your whole life, but I know what's better for you. I just met you a month ago. Oh, not And even. I absolutely don't think that this fits you at all. Uh-huh. 
But also her attitude when Dylan, Dylan was asking genuine questions because mm-hmm. Dylan didn't know jack shit about right. how school worked, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dylan was asking her like, oh, well, what are you going to do with your business degree? Or what are you going to specialize in? And she goes, I don't know. That's the beauty of school. As you take classes, you can figure out what you like. Yeah. That is the exact perfect approach. That's what I tell all the undergrads I've mentored. If you hate a class now, you know, at least you still learned something about yourself. You learned what you don't want to do. Yeah. Right. And that's just as valuable. That is super smart. That's super useful. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the fucking mathematician is like, you just don't, business isn't for you. And I was like, you fucking no, bitch. No, that wasn't the mathematician. That was the chauvinist. You're right. I'm sorry. That was, uh-huh. I shouldn't blame mathematicians. Uh-huh. There's probably some nice ones out there. There probably is. I'm sure there's very nice mathematicians out there. Fucking business degree isn't. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sorry. I went off. That was a tangent. I got so mad at how he treated her approach to education. Mm-hmm. Not everyone knows exactly what they want to do. And so many people change their minds as oh, they yeah. go through the process. Sure. We are constantly evolving creatures. And the mm-hmm. fact that you think you, this woman doesn't know. She should be a nurturing, take care of other people kind of AKA career. A.K.A. stay-at-home wife for Correct. him and his fucking children. Uh-huh. Fuck this man. Big time. Fuck him. So this is the, the fast part where, like, yeah, all the things so, like, get wrapped up real fast. we had up and now we finally have the parties. Yes. After the entrapment situation. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they kissed that night. Oh, they had sex that night. They've been having sex off and on. Yeah, I think they had sex like three times. Because they had sex that first night at the opera singer's house. Right. And now she's at a different sitting gig. They had sex when she was trapped there for the party. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was at least one more. Oh, they went to a hotel that one night. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's because trying she, not to do it while she Dylan's was staying with Lori at that point. Yeah. And Dylan was at the house. Yeah. So it's been at least three times. Yep. And they were all like fine it was at most you get a little bit of like hands running down the body right touching a rear fade to black exactly that's all they are harlequin bingo i mean we're getting more than we get in a usual harlequin that's true there were nipples involved there were nipples there's a rear there's a little bit of hand description Uh uh-huh that is nice uh we're getting to the 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 big 20 page wrap-up that harlequin does where yeah. we finally have the parties all the siblings can we talk about the fact that they name his other siblings he just oh, yeah. calls them the brothers right <laughs> we didn't too even, much to come up with we didn't even give them character names no the brothers the brothers because <laughs> i don't even i didn't even write down his sister's name Becca. to be honest oh look at you and then shauna was the friend and kincaid was the carpenter that did the kitchen remodel right I don't remember. Was it Gavin or Garvin was the husband for hire doctor that's now yep. with Becca? Yep. It was one of those. I read this book. I finished this book like yesterday. So it's fresh. <laughs> yeah. You have all the details. It is R-F-E-S-H. Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I almost uh, had a hard time spelling that. Did you notice the pause? Uh-huh. <laughs> so while Marcy is out doing life also. Um, yeah. Eric Kincaid, the carpenter helper dude, yeah. and Dylan are all demoing the kitchen. Remodeling the kitchen. Remodeling yeah. it. Which is part of, like, what Marcy's job has been was to, like, help give them input on the setup of yeah. the kitchen and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that just is Because we all know note. a kitchen needs a woman's touch. Of course. <laughs> Meanwhile, in my house, mm-hmm. <laughs> my husband is already, like, our next house, we're demoing the kitchen and these are the things I want because he does all the cooking uh-huh. and he has strong opinions on the layout of a kitchen and I'm like, yeah, man, whatever. 
I also have very strong opinions. But about you the do kitchen. you do a lot of the cooking. But and baking. Russ, Russ also agrees with those. We we I just we have a plan. Yeah, I'm more just like yeah, you do you. You set up your ideal kitchen the way you want. Whatever but in works. this case, it's like no, Marcy, you're a woman. You need to dictate the kitchen. Uh-huh. You'll be in it a lot. <laughs> you'll be you'll be making sandwiches. Jesus, I think at some point she mentions that she wants this island moved over so she could look out the back windows she wanted the like a peninsula put in yeah yeah you can watch the kids playing in the backyard or something which was implied but never said and yeah. i was like what i know where that's going <laughs> so they have the dinner go ahead the the housewarming dinner yeah what about it oh well you find out that like kincaid offers dylan a job and oh at becca's can... yeah he can, like, go off on his own, and then Eric gets big ol' upset Dil- about Dylan it. Dylan would have to move, because Kincaid lives in, like, a different city, but, yeah. like, still very drivably nearby. Yeah. It's not far, it's not the cross-country. But he's basically op- offering him, like, a carpentry... Like, apprenticeship. Apprenticeship. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, jump the fuck on That's that. That's a good deal. And Eric's all big mad about it, because he's not gonna be He's got the griefs more. again. Like, yeah. oh, I just lost Jamie, and now I'm losing Dylan. It's creepy. Oh. The more you look at the pattern, the creepier it gets. Yeah. This is clearly just a person that can't be by themselves, and they find dependents that have to rely on them. Yeah. Fucking dark. And then uh, Macy over here feels like she's got the flu. Classic. The minute. The, the minute m- there's nausea. You know what's up. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you guys want to take a guess what happened? Do you want to put that on your bingo card you, already? <laughs> we, I think we do need to put nausea on a bingo card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So she got knocked up the exact first time they did it. Whoopsies! Because it apparently wasn't safe. Do you want to? Do you want to know why it wasn't safe, dear please, listeners? Please tell us. It wasn't safe because she was not ovulating. It was the wrong time of her cycle. She was very certain. She was absolutely one hundred p certain. So there's no barriers. There was no birth control. There was no condom. Was, she just thought it was the wrong time of her cycle. It's just the wrong day. Okay. Ah! Yeah, so that's always use always use protection, kids. Yeah, if you don't want a baby, you need protection. Oh my! Also, at some point, this is when they dive into the, yay, I'm pregnant. <clears throat> this is all I've ever wanted. Please marry me. Blah, yeah, blah, 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 I blah. do think it was a little more reserved on her part. It was not. This is all I've ever wanted. No, it, on his end. Yes, but stop. But on her end, it was like, oh no. Uh huh. I also don't, perhaps this is a little progressive blue-haired liberal of me. Uh-huh. I say as a blue-haired liberal. Correct. Um, I perhaps in her, if I was in her shoes, mm-hmm. I perhaps would not have told him and just aborted it. Yeah. You know? You're not very close. You're not ready. You don't know him that well. You're not even technically dating because he right? keeps you secret. Uh-huh. Like, mm, yeah. Mm, Maybe not the time. But no, right. we're jumping straight you're, into... You're trying to finish one degree, and maybe after you finished your associates, then, you know, mm-hmm. and then take a break and go back. Right. But, like, it seems like the timing's bad with a guy who's not great. Yeah. He's you know, half you could have to just you. never told him and taken care of it. Yeah. And you'd be okay. Yeah. But no, we had to tell him and get a whole ass marriage proposal out of it. We had to tell him, and not only... His immediate... Re- this was my biggest pet peeve. His immediate response was not okay, I'll take care of you. Maybe we should date. He was like, how soon can we get married? Because God forbid we have a baby when there's no ring on that finger. Uh-huh. 
God, that's like the worst thing that could ever happen. He also at some point says, you provided me with a child. Yeah, it was weird. The end was uncomfortable. The whole fucking thing. Hold on. There. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. Very, just like. And didn't it also end with her being like, I'll marry you and love might grow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's very, like, there's something here, but it's not what it should be for marriage and a baby. Look, we went from, like, wow, it's really good that they recognize lust versus love. Mm-hmm. But then the fact that they were like, well, we have the baby. We have to get married, and perhaps I'll grow to love you in this marriage. Why are we even getting married? Yeah. Why? I mean, I think they throw the I love you's at each other, but it doesn't This is 20 fucking 11. Right. You don't need to get married to have a baby. No. The stigma is significantly reduced from the fucking 1970 books that we're reading. Correct. Where they can barely kiss. Right. Yeah. We're already talking about lust versus love. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just date and you can co-parent. Right. Right. We can do a co-parenting situation. date at the same time. And date. Or, hear me out. Nope. We don't have this baby mm-hmm. and we continue to date and uh-huh. perhaps try again. Later. You're both young. She's only 20, no, thir- early 30s, they said? She was 28. Yeah. He's 39. Absolutely. You've got time, girly. Yeah. You've got time. Mm-hmm. And because he's a man, he's got all the time in the world. Right. Yeah. It's fi- it'll We're not work, worried about him. It'll work out. Have him join the big brother, little brother program again. Because clearly. To, but... to tide him over until he can have kids of his own. Because <laughs> clearly. Parents out. He needs a dependent. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, there are so many other avenues for this to end. Mm Mm-hmm. But, no, that's where we landed, guys. (sighs) I guess I could grow to love you. That's what dating is fucking for. That's what arranged marriages sound like. (sighs) Oh, my God. Okay. I can't can't with these books anymore, Ashley. Uh We need And, um, with that, we would like to remind you to please... Go to our Instagram and threads and give us a like and a follow at Boomerotica Podcast, all lowercase, one word. And um, please spread the word. Try to share your favorite episode with a friend. We have little fun clips on our TikTok if you want to hear our little... (laughs) Try to entice people. Uh Uh-huh. If you want to hear our little (laughs) ranty bits. Sometimes those uh, clips are really unhinged and I worry we scare people with our rage. Oh, we probably do. Yeah. It's fine. We are very rageful. Wrathful? Wraith. Rage, well, rageful, rage. wrathful. We are very angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so please try to help us spread the word. We're trying to grow our audience. If you have recommendations for any general Harlequin books, um, Laura has recommended some to us before. Mm-hmm. We always are seeking ideas for things to read. So send stuff in. If you've got a modern book, we occasionally will read modern books. Yeah, something unhinged um, and wild. Because Russ, Russ has picked the dinosaur book. Christy picked, what was the murder book? Nancy Brophy. The Wrong Husband. The Wrong Husband. Um, so, and you guys did a poll and helped us pick our some of our Pride Month books. So, mm-hmm. if you have ideas, you know, try to send us a message because it'd be nice to listen to, read things that you want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did I miss anything? Thank you to Russ for letting oh. us uh, use his studio mm-hmm. and his equipment. And, and for our theme song. And for our theme song. And we will see you for spooky season. Yay! Yes, it's here! Woo-hoo! <laughs>